someone past his prime it's episode four of ben and matt's festival of findings a celebration of the odd obscure underappreciated and best forgotten video games movies and media of yore i am the erotic emperor benjamin tucker and i am joined by the muscle-bound maniac matt matt how are you feeling today on a roid rage scale of one to ten where are you at brother brother you know i'm I'm somewhere between a john jones and a brock lesnar that is scary. That's like, I know. I'm not, I'm, 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 I'm not sure. I'm not sure which one of those two is lower on the scale. To tell you the truth, well, okay, it depends on recently, because <laughs> uh, there's a lot of drama going on. Uh, but Brock's probably on more roids, so I think I'm a little bit more toward the John Jones part. He likes to party, so I can get down with that. Today we are going to take an expert look into the second film in John Carpenter's Apocalypse, Apocalypse Trilogy. trilogy? that's we're using that cut all right continuous yeah so this is 1987 this is uh after uh the thing and and it is prince of darkness john carpenter's 1987 film prince of darkness matt can can, can i can i tell you something right off the bat about this film yeah oh i'm excited i see okay let me frame something i me and ben have not talked about this movie at all since he's seen it (laughs) i saw it i saw it before him and then i told him to watch it for this episode so we have not spoken about his opinions of the movie. I don't know if he knows what how I feel about it, but I'm sure he has an idea. My, f- I loved watching this movie. Oh God, yes. But oh. I hate this oh, no. movie. Oh, I deeply, deeply hate this movie. The last note I wrote over this movie is a question, and it was, "Is this a student film?" Kind of. John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness. Is, is incredible. It's schlock. It's schlock, and it's not schlock. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. It's schlock. It's not high quality schlock. It's not high grade schlock. And I've looked online to try and see what people's opinions on this film are, mm-hmm. and the only thing I've gleaned from it is that the only people who seem to like this movie are people who try to extrapolate more from it than even exists this is a story that does not make sense with it makes complete sense that do not work or do not instill fear okay and compared to the likes of the thing which is an all-time classic in my opinion this comes across like someone pretending to be john carpenter making a john carpenter film that's that's what the thing was though this is the most john carpenter john carpenter can get he had total, absolute creative control over this movie because he was tired of other people telling him how to make his movies. This is like pure Carpenter. This is like the mother of John Carpenter. Well, I'm sorry. 
So, Matt, why don't you uh, sort of God, give us an so... intro to Prince of Darkness? Well, yeah, well, apparently it's shitty, um, according to you. I think it's wonderful. Um, I'm, I'm going to say this now right out of the way. I love this movie. I think it's a lot of fun. I think the uh, effects are really interesting. It is very, very sim- uh, similar to reading H.P. Lovecraft. Um, a lot of the way the story structure is done, is handled, the way the characters interact are very similar to the way H.P. Lovecraft structured some of his, his stories, especially some of his longer form work. Um, and I really appreciated what he did here. Um, but a quick little introduction. This is a um, supernatural horror film, or I guess thriller, based on uh, your lack of fear. Um, it came out in 1987. It came out right after, I believe, Escape from New York, uh, which was a commercial failure and a critical failure. Now has a huge cult following, like almost every single one of John Carpenter's movies. Um, huge failures at their time. All of love now. John Carpenter struck a deal with, which someone relevant to you, Ben, he struck a deal with uh, Alice Cooper's management company, uh, specifically with Shep Gordon. Uh, he actually met Shep Gordon at a WWE event. I found that out when I was reading. That's how they initially met, and they talked about having Alice Cooper be in his next movie. Um, because right after this movie came out, the incredible They Live was released, starring who, Ben? The late Rowdy Rowdy Piper. But that's there's a, there's a connection now between that film coming out and this one and his connection with Shep Gordon which was for an exclusive contract for John Carpenter to get three similar budgets, but he had full creative control. He could write, he would write the movie, direct the movie, do the music, everything in and out. And this was the first part of that uh, series of films and that part of that film deal. And it was actually the first time John Carpenter had ever been given a multi-film deal. The movie was made for $3 million. Uh, It had a box off of a 14 million. So, good because it cost nothing and it was released right before halloween so that's timing for you uh so this was the low-hanging fruit of the 80s i see yeah of 80s of 87 this was the uh game night (laughs) i you know i i like to think of it as 1987's get out but that's just me especially with all the misogyny in the movie which is just like almost uncomfortable at times but before we jump into it the movie is for all intents and purposes about a mysterious item that has been found that it has a sentient embodiment of evil living within it that's buried beneath an old church that's apparently been protected and guarded for thousands of years by a group called the Brotherhood of Sleep. Okay, I, th- I think you're, Matt, you're you're overcomplicating this. No, th- this movie is about uh, Satan is a gelatinous green ooze that's been stored in a glass cylinder for thousands of years, and he's starting to uh, eke out. He's the source of all the evil in the world. And Jesus, who is apparently also an alien, came down and warned us Isn't all also, you know, he about just the is evil. an alien. Yes. He's just an alien. Right, that's what I said. He comes down and he's like, hey, yo, dogs, um, we should really, uh, you know, lock this shit away. So they do. Thousands of years later, they're got to have to deal with the super evil thing before it gets ultimately released. And mm-hmm. they release the, I don't know, like the super devil 
There's the anti-god. He's the anti-god because the movie is a representation of like matter versus antimatter and what exists. So it's the idea that if in science there's the theories of both, there's two types of matter. There's an antimatter and a matter. So therefore, from a supernatural and a spiritual standpoint, there there is a god of antimatter, a god of nothingness, of blackness, of evilness, which does kind of look like a schlocky Satan arm. I will admit. But it's an embodiment of a greater, more substantial evil, similar to a lot of H.P. Lovecraft ideas. They're the old ones, the ones that are truly behind the curtain. Yeah. And this thing is the son of that. It's not the son of... It's not like a traditional representation of Satan. It is just what society has been told to believe is Satan because they use it as a safety blanket, like religion in general. So there, I, I actually researched online, and I found okay. some people who agree with that sentiment. And yeah. one person who I thought pretty well defined their argument um, said this. Uh, Carpenter was inspired to write Prince of Darkness by his interest in quantum mechanics. Mm-hmm. He told biographer Gilles Boulanger... Potentially. Yep. Um, I've been doing a lot of reading on theoretical physics and atomic uh, theory, and I found it to be amazing. Not only amazing, but also was transforming the truth of it all. The point of quantum mechanics is something called observer-created reality, in which one bold and terrifying stroke slams at the heart of human perception and its understanding of the objective Newtonian reality. So I thought it would be interesting to create some sort of ultimate evil and combine it with the notion of matter and antimatter. Since there is a mirror of antimatter for every particle of matter, I thought it'd be great to have an anti-god, namely a mirror opposite of God, that would be totally evil. I start from that premise and worked in various ideas. Yeah, that's so exactly yeah. it. And that and, makes sense. And the I don't necessarily disagree with you. And the author of this article uh, extrapolates his thoughts on the movie and the negative reviews of the film at the time, and he yeah. says. Contemporary reviews totally miss the point of a smartly constructed and well-acted piece. It's deceptively complex script overflowing with subtext. Carpenter uses many motifs from his own body of work. Once again, we have a team of professionals fighting a malignant force. There's the resurgence of an ancient evil, like as seen in The Thing. And I thought that was interesting. So I went ahead... I don't see the connection to The Thing there, like an ancient evil. Because the in yeah. the thing, it's a new evil. It just showed up, and like literally. Well, it's recently. based off the short story where it was thousands of years old. Yeah. But then I decided to take a look at the commentary for Prince of Darkness to get yeah. John Carpenter's direct thoughts. I love his commentaries. On He's so yeah, his his thoughts on this film. It's been stated that he had become fascinated with quantum uncertainty mm-hmm. after yep. reading several books on the subject. But he ultimately felt it was impossible to explain, quote, it was all mumbo jumbo anyway. It was just a horror movie. And then the person he's with says that the script touches on just enough of it to catch and hold viewers interest. So if you look at the difference between the author of that first piece, his critical analysis of Prince of Darkness and John Carpenter's actual comments John Carpenter just thought quantum mechanics was sort of interesting. He had a basic concept and didn't flesh it out at all. There is no yeah, subtext I mean, to this movie at all. Okay, but Ben, this subtext, is, subtext is, is, it's a subjective medium. 
this we're allowed to add subtext that's what that's what that's what the discussion and enjoyment of art is the mona lisa's fame is not famous because when it was painted the guy was like this means the representation of like female calm and all these other meanings no that subtext exists because people looked at it and thought of it that way but see here's where the issue comes in is that this movie is so flawed and uneven with its own internal logic and such little is explained that there's I don't think that there's nothing cohesive about it to gain anything of importance I think it's just a storytelling uh, direction and style that you're not used to because that's See, how it feels to me. Because this movie flows very normally to me. It feels very comfortable to when, no, I, when the I watch movie, it. No, the movie flows, but there's an intense lack of logic, explanation, and there's lots of little details. I think there's an assumption that you're intelligent. There's lots of little details in this film that are completely skipped and missed over. First yeah. off, straight up, the acting is abysmal. Okay, okay you that's, cannot that, that tell goes me beyond. That's besides Otherwise. Me. This is beside the point, but we'll take the time to say. Donald Pleasance is great. Donald Pleasance is great, but the acting otherwise is painful. The college class that they have working on this, everyone's like 50 years old nearing retirement age. Okay. I don't care if they're grad students. I don't care. They're grad students, Ben. They're like 25. There's many small moments in this film, which to me feel strange because they don't establish any rules for this evil, which I know it's a goo of evil can sort of do what it wants. Yeah, why, why do you need fucking rules? There's no rules for like the only rule for Freddy is like, he can kill you in your sleep. I and then everything else there's, is like, there's a lot more rules with Freddy Krueger than that. If, if you don't, if you don't give Freddy Krueger rules, you have something like the bye-bye man where he literally just appears when he wants he can well, kill you dreams. when he wants, but sometimes he doesn't choose to kill you. Well, I mean, Freddy the bi- sometimes the bi- bi- man, chooses not to kill you. And the Bye Bye Man is without rules, and it doesn't work. In this movie, you have the evil shoot green sperm into people's mouths and take over yeah. them. Fine. That that works. That's that one thing, the thing they too. can that's one thing they can theoretically do. But then you have people instead of attacking others, instead of pretending like they're fitting in, instead of doing something with a sort of internal logic, all the evilized controlled people, they just do different random stuff. Like one with the woman's just people? No, no, I'm not even talking about them yet, even though I think that's a giant plot hole that just Oh, I, not I, at all. I, that's I, very I, common I under, in HP. I understand that they go through the idea that because they're all psychotic that they're yeah. more easily influenced and they all live near the church too but they, so i they, also been able to be influenced by it that's it's a very common thing in horror especially in literary horror where that kind of where that kind of like a simulation of like masses of individuals in a society is very common the thing is radiating power but i feel like the fact that they're, the influence on them is so different from the main characters. I feel like there's a disconnect there. Well, Ben, Ben, they haven't been living next to that church, surrounded by it, ment- being mentally unstable this long. This is their first time being exposed to it. And even then, they start getting taken control over and having the same repetitive dream and having the same repetitive activities within it's hours though, of being the, there. These because the, home, because the homeless people the didn't start standing outside the church until they started screwing with the evil tube. 
right? Why why would the evil toot make them stand outside of the church until after the people were inside, Ben? Well, we don't know. Why does that make no any fucking logic sense? There is for the evil toot, right? The creature. You have the creature. You you have some people mm-hmm. who go straight over to murdering someone. You have another after woman after they've been assimilated fully. Yeah, you have another woman who's been assimilated fully. And she goes and sits down at a computer and she spends two hours typing, we're going to kill you or we're going to whatever, which I'll yeah. admit is probably Fear. the best gag in the movie. But at the same time, it's so dissonant from everything else. What if, what if no one just went in to check on her? It would be funnier. She, would she died. Satan just be like, come on, keep, keep typing this common here. Once they find you, it's going to be so freaking cool. What well, about they, Susan? It was probably just like left Susan, her there. who has the antichrist's mark on her arm. And she's like, you know, next week I should really probably go to the doctor and get this checked out. Yeah, she's no an idiot. one acts like a regular human. You criticize the thing for having people acting without any sort of internal logic. The people in this movie do not act with a sense of logic. They make intelligent logic, scientific decisions. Comparatively speaking. But on the bright side, we're going to have the chance to take a deep dive into this into a live commentary of this film. I am so excited to watch this together with you, Matt. And I don't believe you. We are we are both going to break down, destroy, and utterly bury 1987's Prince of Darkness by John Carpenter. How do you feel about that? All right. So, but I think before we actually watch the film, there's something that we need to watch, Ben, and that's the original trailer. All right. Maybe this will change my opinions on this film. Maybe this will. I don't think so really influence it we're gonna we're gonna watch this right now um okay. so we're, we're on youtube we'll put the link in the description of the podcast i hope i remember to do that we're at zero zero ben are you ready are you past the ads if there are any because i don't think there are i i am ready i'll i'll go three right. two one go and the next right. time i say go besides this time we'll go besides that time three two one go a new film from john carpenter well, I got that much right. Okay. Spoilers. Oh, I hated the VHS stream, by the way. That thing? Alice Cooper. Pidgey. Wow, they really wanted to milk Alice Cooper being in this, didn't they? He he asked to be like a small role, and then John Carpenter's like, you're going to be a main character now. Yeah, and he forced him to do the stabbing gag, right? He Well, he asked him if he could, and Alice Cooper said sure. But he had him do it. That freaking tracking shot with the with the knife. Yeah, the scissors are great. Man, you complain about trailers nowadays spoiling movies. Holy I, shit! I know the trailer's horrible. <laughs> no, well, look, there's the end of the movie. <laughs> there's literally. Oh the my end god! Of the movie. It's literally. So this trailer wasn't made by John Carpenter, actually. You think? Watch. Oh. What? Yep. What? 
That was the television oh official god. trailer. Oh my god. I assume if you're listening to this podcast, you've seen the movie. And I really hope you hadn't seen that trailer. Oh my god. Wow. Mm-hmm. They literally... If if the story wasn't as incomprehensible oh, as come it on. is, then that would have literally given away, given away the entire film. So... It is time for all of our millions of Patreon subscribers around the world that we take a deep dive into 1987's Prince of Darkness. Do you know what Prince of Darkness is in French? Uh, No, because I speak a good language. It's Le Prince of Darkness. Mm -hmm. So, everyone, what we're going to do is we have the film up on our screens. They are ready to pop. Yep, we're at zero, zero. We're going to do three, two, one, go. And on go, we're all going to go. Are you ready, Matt? Yeah, this is after, I think, all the MGM like screens and everything. This is the beginning of the film, not with any of the intros. That's right. All right, yeah, I'm ready. Three, two, one, go. We're good. Are we in? All right. Yep. And so we're at six, seven, eight, nine, ten seconds. Yep. Universal, Universal in MCA company. What's MCA stand for? Mom's cash advance. I don't know. No. So this, <laughs> that's actually pretty funny, but um, this movie actually won a Saturn award for its music done by John Carpenter. The Alice Cooper actually did a song for this, which is, briefly included in the movie it's not a good song no no it's not uh, also he uh he wrote the movie on, like that would fall off of him i swear like there's no well, way well if he's dead i mean eh. well he'd shit himself so it might fall that way prince of darkness look at this perfectly normal university they were only allowed to film for like six hours before they were kicked off uh, kicked off campus. That explains a lot. Yeah, they 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 were allowed like one day of filming and that's it. Oh jeez, I've been on this college campus for thirty years. Maybe eventually I'll get to leave. My kids I are mean, home. God, look at his mustache is uneven. Student. Do you, do you? Well, that's his, that's just his fault. Look at that. Yeah. Come on. So that is really that bad. Happen. Why are his pants up so high? Because they Come have a three million dollar budget and didn't hire any assistant staff. They didn't. They didn't give him a belt that works. No, man. They didn't give him a belt that looked good. Yeah, Victor Wong. Well, I guess it was the '80s. Yeah, damn right, Ben. You still understand the fashion. Oh no, not again, Doris. Have you been poisoning the priests again? No, oh, I thought she just found someone masturbating. Like I like how I like how she just kind of like moves on. Can someone get his little boy out from under the bed? So, I think I think this implies that she moved the box. Satan. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> oh shit! How'd I get roped into this movie? She's friends with John Carpenter. That's how. So Ugh, was this inside? I can't read cursive. This is terrible. So this this section right here is actually very reminiscent of a lot of like H.P. Lovecraft kind of things, where a, a, a character 
finds like a journal or some kind of notation about something that doesn't make any logical sense within our like dimension. I feel and like that's found within to... a lot of movies. I don't know. Yeah, that, but, that, but that more, seems more so with like the ultimate sort of being, evil. I don't know. That seems like it's being forced into the Lovecraft mindset rather than just happenstance personally. I think it's just happenstance, especially if you read if you've read a lot of H.P. Lovecraft. It's it's very ha- reminiscent, especially this ha- part. Happen- coming up. Happenstance means it's coincidental. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, not happenstance then. See, like, My look at this section. Are like, the we're worst, like, aren't they? Well, no, look, see, like, the sky's changing. It looks like a cloudy day. What are you talking about? Didn't you see the half crescent moon slowly reaching down over the sun? I wouldn't say slowly reaching down. I mean, there were different, different locations. Yeah, but it's coming toward it. That's not normal. That can't happen. It's coming. It is. It's going to come and overtake the sun because of Satan. There goes the sun. Doo, 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 doo. You're going to get this pulled off YouTube. <laughs> See, we just got demonetized, Ben. <laughs> well, it's not on YouTube, so. Yet. It's amazing that we get $14,000 a month via Patreon and, or I'm sorry, $1,400 a month via Patreon and like. Oh, we want no 14000 That's our goal. Yeah, and no one watches it. We have dedicated, well-founded friends. <laughs> I, I want to know the content of the conversation that's occurring between these three gentlemen. I love that oversized key. You know, course, it's like dude, something it's you'd find board. in like a theater play. Ooh, our beliefs. Oh, it's the father in Steven Universe. He was in Escape from L.A. Or New York and L.A. She's hot. She's hot for him. <laughs> See, this dude's 12. He's... No, he's like 30. <laughs> Does he look 30? I, I love that guy. He just looks like such a derp. He is a derp this whole movie. He's it's like if you had, It's like if you had a really thin walrus get turned into a human, you'd be that That's guy. Him. Yeah, I can see it. I like how this guy in the back doesn't get invited to do shit. He's my favorite. <laughs> see, he's actually 50. <laughs> so besides his intense overacting, that's not bad. Well, I've had professors that act like that. <laughs> It doesn't mean it makes it good for film. I think I just think because it's you've seen some people. Well, he's because he's not really an eccentric for the rest of the movie. Like he's an eccentric, I mean, but that's not his main character aspect. So well, it I feels mean, yeah, sort of. It wasn't different. too over. Have you ever seen that guy overact? I it, I will that, say that wasn't overacting for him. I I will say I do like how that's sort of the visual they have for watching the uh, VHS streams later. So yeah, it's so almost it, a, like foreshadowing. That's good. Mm-hmm. The angle, yeah. it's It almost feels like it's being filmed by the same people. You know what I'm talking about. Well, no, no, no. I meant, like, in canon. If you're happy, I'm happy. Okay. God, someone should really repaint these walls. This is ridiculous. It's an abandoned church. Hey, just because it's abandoned doesn't mean you can't be proud of it. Yeah, yes, it does. I'm not proud of anything I abandoned. What about me? Yeah, well. 
You know, we're here. Oh, here's some of the best dialogue in the whole movie are coming up here. And some of the creepiest, too, actually. (laughs) (laughs) So, so I watched this with a mutual friend of ours, Ben. Yeah. She agrees. The the dialogue is incredibly weird. God, I love the music. Yeah, music in all of Carpenter's films is pretty good. Mm-hmm. I think the weakest is Ooh, uh, look at that rim the... light on the hair. Oh yeah. yeah, even though the moon's facing in the other direction. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares though? That's just someone's headlight behind him. It's okay. There's a wall behind him, Matt. <laughs> Shut up, Ben. Three-point lighting is Who... hard to do sometimes. Who is the script? That's not three-point lighting. Script supervisor. Who was it on this? I have, I have to file I think a complaint. it was John Carpenter. <laughs> or a different pseudonym that he decided to put in. I discovered an unusual phenomena which might be interesting. It is of the utmost urgency that we meet. Donald Pleasance. Dude, Larry Franco's a boss. This guy, Steve Mirabach, whatever that dude's name was, he he put a lot of work into this movie, too. Mm. Ooh, Gary Kibbe. Shep, Shep Gordon, Gordon, the man. Alice Cooper's manager. Lifelong manager. God, what a fucking loser. Oh, shut up. It's theoretical physics. It's interesting. And no one cares anymore. <laughs> he He's trying to mimic the mannerisms of someone in his 20s, but it looks like he's gearing up for his retirement. I, I, don't, I don't think he's the worst example of it in this movie, but he, well, he's... Well, no, he's not, but he's the one they focus on the most. Well, just also remember the time period. Like, every movie that takes place in the 80s, that's how all the high schoolers look. Like, it... Oh, damn, that exposition. If you watch Wet Hot American Summer, everyone in the movie's like 28. Even some of the kids are clearly like 18. All right, Mr. Miyagi, show us what you got. You know, that's not Mr. Miyagi, right? Yeah, I know. Okay. I've had people get confused before, like legitimately be like, why is he in this movie? I like how all these conversations have no dialogue. I Yeah, I do like that because it's just not necessary. You trim the fat. Yeah, I agree. It also makes the mystery more mysterious. <laughs> a diary. Oh. <laughs> you have no choice. You got tree fitty. They just really want meth. Is actually what's going on. This is a Breaking Bad prequel. John oh. Carpenter. Yep. So uh, so, so, that, uh, so that name Martin... was inspired. Oh, okay. So you you have the oh. story already. Oh, I mean, if you if you you can go for it. No, go for it. I know, Ben. Please, just say it. Oh, look, a super a supernova. <laughs> That's important later. 
Seeing right, this so is what woke up Satan. The TV? No, the supernova. Being, being too loud. See, this is the stuff I love because it's showing the influence too. It's showing that his power is already spreading. Some of those initial, like these people have been prepped I mean, for this. I mean, there's tons of movies like that this time. Candyman did the exact same thing. Yeah, and it was cool in Candyman too. Yeah, but I mean, it's not something to be like, wow, look at that. You know, it's. I'm just. Every... I'm glad that they used it. I'm. I mean, I, I think guess it I'm works glad for that they this movie. Skip it. I, th- I think based on some of the concerns you mentioned in your earlier discussion, it kind of answers some of those questions then too. No. Kind of explains the erratic nature of some of the ca- of some of the characters due to the fact that they've been influenced by a tube of green Satan. But see, I don't like that because I feel like we're looking at this movie from the perspective of the students and we're not being influenced by the evil. So we should feel like them that they're not influenced because then you can make all sorts <laughs> of assumptions I think, you know? I think we're the just observers. Because if we but, were viewing this from their perspective and they were being influenced, then mo- nothing would seem like it was going wrong for part of, like a large portion of the movie, which wouldn't build any tension for but certain you, types but of because viewers. They're not, but because that's not being played up at all, it doesn't feel like it's an earned thought or idea that they're being influenced. I get you see these influences, but you don't see – you don't establish what these people act like normally – I mean, you kind of do don't, class. And you don't establish that anyone thinks this is weird, so I feel like it's sort of what an you, unearned theory to use. I don't do feel like that's that? they legit. All, they all say it's weird. Like, they all acknowledge that what's going on is freaky and, like, strange. And, like, like one of the guys tries to leave. But I'm saying your leave. idea that they're being influenced by the evil. I don't think that's an earned concept. Okay. Like, I, I get what, what you're mean. saying. I just don't. Yeah, I get what you're saying, too. I, yeah. I disagree. We can agree to disagree on the subject matter. I wonder if he actually went down there and lit all these candelabras. No, that was an intern. I like to imagine that these candles just have been burning statically at the same height for the last, like, 4,000 years. Just one of those things they can't explain. I, I've dreamt about finding something like this in real life. This is my dream right here. I like how it actually is just a lava lamp. The evil lava lamp. The Whoa. 60s have come back to haunt us once more. Super spooky. Hello, I'm Satan. I'm Satan, how are you? Doodah, You've heated me up doodah. for ten minutes, so now I'm really swirly and gooey. <laughs> Latin. See, if we just had Google Translate, this would have been much easier. You do, you have an Asian later in the movie. I like how he's not looking at it. He's just got a boner for Donald Pleasance. I mean, I do. So I'm wearing, I'm listening to this wearing 
my good headphones and Donald mm-hmm. Pleasance's voice is so calming. It's like sending a chill down my spine. I really want to like, listen to an audiobook written read by Donald. Pleasance. Yeah, it's like one of those ASMR video things. So I have well, we already a boner on right now. He is so cool. His shirt's halfway open. That was like a normal look in the eighties. I, I I think I think uh, HBK wore that same outfit at one point. <laughs> is that so how you feel bad. this whole movie? The entire complete point. But you're already 40. <laughs> 39. Yeah, Come oh, on, he's the youngest one. I love how, I love how like untucked his shirt is. I like the idea that the two other students in the class are just like, what do we do? Do we just not go now? Did we fail? Yeah, she doesn't like you. <laughs> wow, that was a... Was that guy the inspiration for Homer Simpson? Or was he inspired... What year did the Simpsons start? Uh, Simpsons know? was 89. December 89. Oh, wow, that was after this then, so maybe. Or... Or actually, what well, was on the Tracy Ullman show before that, but I think oh. it was slightly after. Different. All right, this is 87, so. I would love that guy. Oh, he's so brilliant. Oh, my God. I never had this intelligent of a conversation, even with a professor at DePaul. I've never had this intelligent a conversation in general. I believe you. <laughs> if a man ever gets out a deck of playing cards, he's trying to bone you. Oh, no question. It was like the kid I knew in high school who, who could do, like, professional yo-yo tricks. That's sad. He was awesome. <laughs> just a prank no, you bro. Are. no yeah exactly i was joking man oh, totally i was serious jeez no. what a dude right this guy is a monster lopsided mustache man Well, now it's assault. Mm-hmm. God, he's got them serial killer eyes. <laughs> and it's the mustache. He reminds me of Gacy. <laughs> me killing you. I think Ted Bundy had this exact conversation multiple times. <laughs> like my pussy. Took the words right out of my dick.
<laughs> it's like, how can we loosely work this way into having all these people in here? Let's mm-hmm. make this up. The plot dictates it. <laughs> You know how many movies would be ended by like a reasonable explanation right at the beginning? Uh, twelve. Oh yeah, precisely. You know, like, I'll, get, mm. I'll get my list, but uh, we'll move on. Okay. It starts with Twelve Monkeys, though. Have you seen the Twelve Monkeys TV show? The fuck? What? Yeah, they have a Twelve Monkeys TV show. Don't recommend it. Okay. Praise the sun. <laughs> and see, that's the inspiration for uh, Dark Souls. Raise the sun. So when I first I like watched through this see the moving, it was around right here where I wrote the note, acting is painful. You mean this scene specifically? It was for the last conversation, which I labeled the least romantic conversation ever. It sounded like a rapey college party conversation. Invisible. Why is he sitting behind his desk? He's asserting his dominance. He peed on the desk right when he came in. He licked a table, too. <laughs> is that how you feel, bud? Yep. And credits roll. <laughs> I'd watch that short film. I want to make that short film, bud. Take a note. We're making it. I wonder what would have happened if they had, like, just, like, burned the church down. Do you want to be that is the most the California sex? conversation ever. People say that literally every day. Ugh. You know how creepily he's, like, he was, like, smile, and now he's, like, yeah. What yeah. the fuck? Rufus. <laughs> it's the mustache, isn't it? Oh, I think he shaved his one side to even it out. Wait, let's see, let's see. He's got set up. We'll find out. Oh, he's hiding it. Uh, oh, yeah, I think he evened it out. The one side's still a bit bigger, but I think it's yeah. a little better. His his left side, right hit, I guess his right, is really uh, got a little punch into it in that right, uh, in that right mustache. I like how through this one-night stand... Two These night. two are now like an intense couple. Oh yeah. He asks Look to wear it that, that way. Hey, I mean I thought it was cold out. It's California. Legitimately, I someone See, says that. that every single day. That's not an exaggeration. So Ben is so you live in the mean streets of Los Angeles. Are uh is that what the streets look like? Some of them. Okay. Needs more homeless people. Hmm. Dude, he's going to spill that mug. I know. He has so much confidence in his hand placement. Oh, he's going to go for the I hate you. I I, I hope I hope his his comment was I didn't wear a condom. 
It would make all the tension later in the movie a lot funnier. I like the idea is that she thinks he's going to say, I love you, Mm -hmm. which is a very, very strange assumption and jumping to conclusion for both sides of the situation. What else would he say, though? I don't know. Like, I have herpes. Syphilis? You know, what? Look, oh, hey, there's something I have to tell you. You know, you're a. You're a really nice broad. I don't know. You got, That's you how I talk to that people. Grip. I'm sure you do. Alice Cooper. Peekaboo. Like I, I like how pale they made him. Just like unnecessarily, unrealistically pale. Unhumanly yes. pale. That is the most unrealistic thing in this movie. I agree. I'm surprised he isn't wearing an Alice Cooper shirt. Gotta sell that merch, baby. Mm, yeah. We are coming for you. We will lick your toes. So isn't it weird that no one in the world's been like, hey, why is the moon just showing up right over the sun? No I'm one's sure concerned about it. No one's making news I'm sure reports. They, I'm sure they are. They just don't know what's going on. Well, he was just watching TV and no one said shit about it. There's no world building here. It's the 80s. What world building was there in the 80s? No, that's that's not giving any film that does world building an ounce of credit. Well, By the way, is, is here, the the, that's in the these boxes they're bringing in, they're all film equipment boxes. Oh, really? Yeah, like they're for lighting equipment. A lot of them are the big suitcases. $3 million budget, baby. Yep. Satan. So I wonder if it was closed down because that's when like the Satan gel start waking up, or that's when they brought it there. It'd have to be older than that since the pain was so dilapidated. True. It's weird. I guess that's when it started waking up. Either that, or maybe there's just no continuity in the film. No, there's totally continuity. You just got to add it yourself. Yes, because that's always the sign of a good movie, fixing its problems for it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's how you actually feel. You're that guy, Ben. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I like that. Wow. I, I bet those I bet those tubes don't do shit. They're not even like an actual like secure line. There is a lot of like sexual tension in this. <laughs> Whoa. I feel like this movie is a great metaphor for john carpenter's love life you mean him mistreating women and not knowing how to talk and be like an adult yes okay 
Like, imagine, this is how John Carpenter thinks relationships should be. He wrote this be. movie. He wrote this, dial- this dialogue. Yes. I am a sexist and proud of it. It's just a joke, bro. I mean, that also is partially because of his delivery, but John Carpenter let him deliver it that way. Why did he get so that, upset? That didn't even it was make sense. so fast. Huh? Naturally, homeless people are evil. Did, did you did you hear that? I am colder. He's not like, now, hello, nice to meet you. My name's Colder. I am Colder. He's like a D&D character. She does. Analysis of ancient scriptures. It's Hermione Granger. Jesus, I have sent mine angels to testify unto you this. Unto you this thing, thing which shall be unleashed. Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper is just still hanging out. I, I like guess how Satan that, likes to choose the the cool looking homeless people. I like how this 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 priest shows up in a stretch limo by himself. Yeah, because he's Donald fucking Pleasance. Yeah. I also I also love the fact that all of the text that she writes out on the computer from here on forward is just random bullshit that John Carpenter made up. Oh, just you mean like the rest of this movie? Well, you know shit, but like like for like the purposes of like a storyline, I feel like that dude would have ran away. If this is real life, he probably would have like backhanded that lady. Maybe he did. That's why he's looking at his hand. He broke a knuckle. This is the eighties. Fucking broad. Straight to the moon with you. <laughs> That's in the extended version. I was really sad there weren't any deleted scenes for this movie. Three million dollars saps away a lot of fun mm-hmm. and story cohesion. And having people stick their hands in mercury. Did you hear about that? I did. Well, it didn't actually go in the mercury. Yeah, but still. They were like, ex- they had exposed mercury on set. That they illegally drained from a computer uh, camera they rented. Hello, everyone. I'm Satan. I'm just hanging out. This lady's taking this well. Mm, doing the classic Star Wars, ra- Star Trek random tapping on a keyboard to make it look like you're doing something. Second, only two pretending to play a video game. Oh, I love that. That's my favorite, especially especially in like schlocky like videos where they clearly don't know what they're playing either. Yes.
that's my review of this movie. <laughs> I believe you. This would look so cool in my dorm room. <laughs> the 40-year-old man in his dorm. Yeah. Uh, and the first floor is the retirement home sector. Mm-hmm. What kind of scientist is this? Is this some kind of toxic crap? <laughs> hey, there's some great physicists, even if they don't have degrees. Because everyone knows as soon as you leave college, you are ready to take the world by storm. Mm-hmm. But the Satan ball head. Satan's like, hey, dog, let's make math a thing. See, that's where she got marked. To be eaten by Satan later. It's such like a subtle thing. You would think that they would have pushed in on it or have some sort of close-up, but they really don't. If you're not paying super close attention, you'll be like, how did she even get that? Yeah. Well, that's probably part of the confusion. Like, I didn't even see when she got it the first time I saw it. Mm. It's just like, oh, she got bumped on something. Yeah, Satan. See, she got a good in this movie. She just sat there and looked lost for a couple you know, minutes. She probably is the best acting in the movie. I like how they don't show it. I wonder where that's an actual x-ray of. John Carpenter having sex with someone, probably. Mm. At least he's not Harvey Weinstein. That's so. Six months ago, I, I worked with the child diddler. Right so. Did you? Uh, one of our clients. Yeah, her oh, he agent. Was yeah. I do that all Good. the time with apples. Oh, you can actually do that. That's awesome. Yeah. My dad taught me to do it with a little kid. I really I easy. sort of do something like that, except. I don't bounce them off my arms and I'm sad. Oh, I believe that. Hmm. I wonder if this is reminiscent of later in the movie. I wonder how much they had to pay for that footage. Why, why would they even be watching Tom and Jerry? It's just randomly on TV. <laughs> you ain't going nowhere. We also don't know that these people are actually schizophrenics. We assume they are, but we're never actually told that they're schizophrenics. She assumes they're schizophrenics. Well, I mean, it doesn't even... that She no, does. She, she assumes they're schizophrenics because they're a group of people just acting there. Yeah. She's, she, but she has a lot of presumptions. we're never actually told. For all we know, it's just random... Well, okay. They're clearly being controlled. Yeah, but then what makes them different from... Any other human, just that they're, they're easy homeless. to ignore, and that people don't. Yeah, they're homeless. That's why, because people don't care about them. 
I feel like that's a really weak argument. This entire no, film is a bunch of really weak arguments. That's just logic. That's Those are the people you assimilate. When you assimilate crowds, you go for the homeless people first. They make the best spies. Why wouldn't you they make then the best just, agents. Then why wouldn't you just immediately assimilate all these people if you could assimilate the homeless people immediately? Because they, are, they have stronger minds. And they haven't been there as long. He has had time to assimilate them fully. That's what I'm saying. Because they're sleeping outside. They're exposed. They're clear. They're nearby. They, some of them probably slept in or on the church because it was like warm. But it's still using a different rule set because here wow. he attacks people. Because here, besides the dream, which is theoretically not from Satan, it's from another force. Aside from that, he does nothing to these people that actually affects them without him just, touching them with his green goop. Them? Well, he there's subtle manipulation over time. These people have been they've got they've gotten bit by the the bugs. Well, here comes bike stabbing. The first time I watched this movie, I expected him to not try to run away, and I was going to be I was so upset. He should just hop up on that fence that's like a f- two feet shorter than him. Ben, he's a nerd. He doesn't understand how fences work. Walk toward the guy. I, I like that that's actually the mic stand just with a bike attached to it. They wish they had, like, rode him down the street. See, that's just such an unearned kill. Compare that to something in The Thing. There's no real drama behind it. It's well, just, you... oh, he dies. Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of how you feel about that. There's, the... there's no increased suspense from that. It's just sort of a throwaway. It's to show that they're willing to commit violence. I, I get what you mean, but and there's a little bit more to it than just nothingness. It's my dick. Satan. Mondays, right? Yeah, right? I like how he's supposed to, like, have some, like, epiphany or, like, internal, like, debate there and he just looks like he has to kind of poop. He's like, am I going to fart? No, I don't think so. I think I'm okay. Hey, dog, how you doing? I'm not going to say anything to you. I'm just going to walk by. hot i'm into it i didn't even know so they had satan's lids. been locked in this well, green goopy tube for seven million years yeah that's why he hasn't destroyed the earth or taken it over it's so fucking stupid 
Ben, like when you read H.P. Lovecraft, the like Cthulhu's been sleeping but at the bottom of the ocean. But this isn't H.P. Lovecraft, Matt. No, but yeah, but it's a horror. It's, it's a it's student. Horror. It's a student horror feature film. Okay, no, it's, it's what it's, it is. It's a horror. It's just movie sloppily like super... thrown together. No, it's not. Okay, it's just randomly. Oh, he's just been hanging out there in the tube. How would he get inside the tube seven million years ago? Just oh, he just showed up in the tube. Yeah. That's it's how like, ancient well, then, evil well, then, horrors work. Well, why'd he go to the earth? If Jesus the alien could come down, why he just didn't why didn't he just put fucking the Satan tube inside his spaceship and fly out? Because he couldn't, it was hidden. Apparently he... not, because humans knew where it was the whole time. He showed them where yeah, it was. Yeah, but the aliens left. But Jesus was the alien! For a while, and then he got stabbed. Oh my god. See, it's all just assumptions with this movie. It's all loosely made assumptions. This movie makes sense as long as you don't think about it. No, it makes sense if you think too much about it. Like, I see what you're saying, and I can appreciate it. Just, for me, it feels so unearned. Well, that's how I feel half the time I watch wrestling. Well, yeah, it's because wrestling about 80% of the time is terrible. Yeah, well, I think this movie is 40% terrible. Well, I do appreciate you aiming for that low blow, Matt. I will say it has unfazed me, and now I like the film 1% less. Good. I want to get you down to 0%. I just want you to have a bad time by the time it's done. Ooh, spooky. I'm Satan. (laughs) I can move a table. Did you see that? I can move a whole table. I'm going to sneeze into the mic in a second here. (laughs) Ah, uh, this is like me in New Orleans. That dripping wet? No, not quite. Were you spitting on the <laughs> Ben, I don't want to know the context in which you did that to someone's face. <laughs> Look, the Hall of Fame was a long show, alright? I get it. What sort of accent is that? I don't know. It's like fake English. See, that explains everything right there. could have just had everyone beat up the tube with sticks i think that would have solved it that's like all religious stories That's our next WWE tag team. <laughs> With Beverly and Barbara Lopez. John Carpenter feels that way. Oh my. That's what she said. 
Look at the way. Like, look how look how still his body language is. He looks so stiff. Jesus Christ. How could you not? At this point. Uh, what? I can sort of get that. Oh, she's evil now. She is. She's been because she's she's as stiff as the main character is. So you can tell she's evil. No, it's just because he's a dick. You got plenty of those. Have you seen Dogma? Hmm. Have you seen the movie Dogma? No. Oh well, this movie really needs a buddy Christ. A budding Christ. A buddy Christ. A buddy Christ. In the movie Dogma, the Catholic Church decides to rebrand Christianity, and they think the crucifix is too heebie-jeebie, so they make a new image of, of Christ where he's smiling and giving a thumbs up. Huh. I think we'll do that movie in the future. It's got Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Chris Rock, Alan Rickman in it. It's a great film. Right now you're 50-50 with me on movies. What, the thing in this? Yes. Well, anyway, with, with how you feel about this, you're going to love In the Mouth of Madness. Don't worry, we, we can do Hellraiser Revelation next. Mm, the me... 2000s remake. <laughs> I'm so cool. It's such like an acting thing is when someone doesn't respond, your eyes look down and then you look back up contemplatively. Every single fucking movie an actor does it and it drives me insane. Something about, I learned, I learned about dating profiles today that uh, you have a higher percentage chance of getting swiped right on. If your main picture, you're not looking directly at the light at the camera. I mean, interesting. Did you hear that line? Did anyone ever tell you you could pass for Asian? I like how that gets like solo attention. <laughs> this is like the third time. Someone must have just like told off Carpenter right before he wrote this movie. It was like, they just don't have a sense of humor. I'll show and them. And it's just women not having a sense of humor. Yes. At, like at dudes being creepy and weird. We're really exposing something here, I think. Well, I mean, that was an issue in the thing when it was all males. Remember? John Carpenter stroking himself heavily. He, that's all. That's how he makes his movies. I wonder what Rob Bottin was doing for this movie. Who he wouldn't, uh, he wouldn't associate with it. Yeah, because he only does quality. By the way, if this is an abandoned building, how did they get electricity running? Uh science and also how did they get this much electricity running without blowing a fuse are are we just okay we'll just ignore it yeah just don't worry about it it's not worth it they probably brought a generator just like this movie oh fuck you no fuck this movie this is this is actually my sixth sixth time watching this film
some power. kind of power control, control force. force what is it doing ben you're missing influencing your changing things moving objects by thought Extraordinary intervention. Intelligent cause other than man. I want to stick my dick in you. Oh, Come oh, on, oh, have oh, a oh. sense of humor. Have a sense of humor, damn it. Yeah, you Take bitch. your pants off. Hey, Susan, you dumb broad. Where's my sandwich? See, this is all caused by women. Just because Susan the... couldn't keep her fucking mouth shut. I think John Carpenter has some serious grudges against women. At least he did in the 80s. I wonder if he had a bad relationship with his mother. It, you know, from everything I've read, it appears he didn't, but I think he connected with his father a lot more, that's for sure. Did his father like to cross-dress? Maybe. He did play the violin, like, competitively. I like how they searched the entire building for Susan and still just can't find the, you know... She's hiding. Anything. Beep, 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 beep. It's like Alien, but shittier. That's how next on when they break. I can't believe this movie is almost two hours long. There's lots of nonsense exposition to get through. Yeah, we have 53 minutes left of it. (gasps) I do like the idea that satan isn't even like the top evil mm-hmm. that there's the anti-god who's like super satan yeah well i mean like Jesus, like god is super jesus <gasps> although of course if this is all true then what he just said about the bible being essentially accurate is actually completely false Mm-hmm. But you know we don't need to have continuity. Well, they well they they mentioned that the Bible was written to influence people, but based off of the fact like they're ba- they're basing it off of the things that the alien cra- the crazy alien Jesus actually said. So it does continuitively so, make sense to me. So based off the idea that the Bible is completely false, mm-hmm. it's essentially accurate. Got it. Well, because it, it was a fabricated reality. Right, so, so they did isn't it, accurate at all. Well, it's not accurate at all, but the intention was real. And the intentions behind what was written are real and are accurate. That's what they're saying. It's not what they said. Maybe you gotta look at the intended. subtext of the it's language, Ben. They said. Oh, more subtext. Yeah. This guy gets the best lines. Oh, so this is this is the Rob Botina of this movie. 
he's don't, the don't even like, no I'm, I'm serious no he he's the guy who did the special effects but he actually got a talking role in like rob Oteen. oh i see yeah he's some kind of like effects or like special like he did like some kind of art for the movie i think he did special effects that's why he gets the coolest death here putting Roll. himself over with a mark he did in a big way it's like what happened with Alice cooper Mm, those are some fuck me eyes. You wouldn't know. No, I wouldn't. Thanks for reminding me. You're welcome. <laughs> oh God, so that tracking shot sucks. Do you know how they did that? They oh uh, wow, SpongeBob sound effects. That's great. They just had her stand still and then drove a truck. Yeah, I, I know. They drove the thing past. It's funny. He's not fighting back at all. These sound effects are literally comical. I think that last the last bit where he's getting stabbed multiple times in the back is just like a repeating clip. not deceived of his purpose. It was kind of a cool symbol. Are you going to get a tattoo of that on you, Matt? No, I don't like this movie that much. Thank you. Were you going to and I just ruined it for you? No, you're good. No, I was hoping. looking for Susan <laughs> what a dick I like how no one agrees with them they're just kind of like wow the choreography in this is so lifeless no movement at all no everyone is static no one's moving with their arms that guy just moves literally arms. just talking heads and legs He's having a wet dream. This is not a dream. I listened to a podcast earlier that took this like style of audio recording to do their intro for their episode about this 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 uh this movie. It was really they did a podcast on this movie. What what did they say of it? I don't know. I, I just listened to the intro and got bored and turned it off because it was so stupid. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so don't listen to that episode. I thought Wyndham was right. Hey, oh. Ha! What a witty one-liner. Like how he just went to sleep in his clothes too. Yeah, left his shoes on and everything. And his belt. Mm-hmm. I don't think I could ever go to sleep with the belt on. 
Looks like it was like passed out. Hey Matt, can you still hear me? Because the movie just stopped for me. Oh, so I can keep keep the movie going. Okay. But I'm gonna need you to tell me where to go. Okay, just do commentary. Yeah, she's going to sit down. Kind of, you kind of left at a weird point here, Ben. Nothing really going on. Oh, come on, man! Improvise, improvise. Come down to the river. Come down to the sea. It's time for me and you to go fishing in the river. Boom down to down down down. Boom down to down down down. Nothing really happening. She's going to bed. Wait, didn't they just say they're about to have a meeting? Why is she going to sleep? I, I don't know, Matt, because this movie doesn't make sense. Everything makes sense. Look, like she doesn't even use a blanket, but she moved it. Why won't this effing movie look? <laughs> I like how she was behind that door for at least like an hour and a half. <laughs> Just yeah, like totally. waiting. It's like the second time now in, in two movies that my computer's done this. What time are you, you at? Should, you should stop watching like bad internet streams. Well, um, what time are you at? 55.42. Forty-nine, fifty, fifty-one, fifty-two. Let's see. So, uh, to all the viewers out there, Ben fucked up. All right. The brotherhood of fifty-nine. All right, we're at fifty-six, ten, fifty-six, twelve, fifty-six, thirteen, fourteen. Wait, what? Yeah, fifty-six. There's 45 minutes left in this fucking movie. This scene right here. Oh, what's happening? You need to stop watching right. on these like weird torrent sites. Oh, the movie paused. Yeah. Oh, God. All right. Uh-oh, it stopped. Well, I'm rolling. Oh, oh, she got vomited. Where are you in the movie? Because mine broke too. Ben, what's the timestamp? Right now we're at 15. Alright, give me another countdown. Tell me when you're at 26. 25, 26. Damn it. Keeps trying to, like, send me to, like, weird porn sites. Ha, welcome to the club. Alright, give me the timestamp again. 44, 47, 45, 46, well, Give me the minutes first. 57, 50, 51, 52, 53. They're still looking for Susan, by the way, and they've looked over the entire facility, but they neglect to find the giant dead body in the middle of the room. No, he's hiding. Fair enough. Oh, but he's getting evil juice in him.
Right. Well, I'm I'm now at fifty-eight twenty-six. I'm at fifty-eight twenty-two. Right. Where are you at now? This is enthralling. <laughs> what timestamp are you at now, Ben? <laughs> 58, 47, 48, 49, oh, behind 50, you. 51, 52, 53, 54, 55, 56, 57, 58. Right, I'm, I'm two oh, seconds look. behind you. She sees this mark of the occult on her arm. <gasps> Spoopy. It almost looks like a See, figure. Oh, I'm going to go take a nap. All right, I'm sure this mark of the devil's nothing. Yeah, because that say, makes sense. I think it does. Does it, though? No. No, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's complete sense. I'm going to have to figure out what I'm going to put in there. Because I can't change the time on it. I'll, I'll figure something out. Just keep it all in, dude. The all, all two of the people watching this right now don't care. It's the point of principle, Matt. You know, when, when, when we listen to this... No one's going to mind. How are you going to sleep for 15 minutes? Come on. Come on. Little lazy bones. I don't understand people that can nap. I I remember when, when I asked my dad if I could take a nap once and he attached some jumper cables to my testicles. Ooh. Oh, so gross. <laughs> the way he smiles is so freaking See, creepy. See, this is the best gag in the movie, and it makes the least amount of sense to me. It makes the least amount of what? It makes the least amount of sense. What, right. Why is she the only one that's stationed pretending to be doing her job? Because It's all the... set up just for a gag, which is a really good gag, but still. Satan wants to scare you. He's Why? Because he can. You will not be saved by the god Plutonium. It's so it's so cheesy, lame. I love it. It's so to the point, I guess. Yeah, it's just really on the nose. Or so on the nose, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, she's coming. I'm coming to get ya. Woohoo! Freaking JBL Lariat there. Mm Mm-hmm. See, it was all a trap. (laughs) That'll work. But, I mean, it's powerful enough. Why don't they just kill him? This isn't something kill like who? Freddy Krueger where he wants people to be afraid. Yeah, but he wants to assimilate them and take control of them. He wants followers. But he can do that after they're dead. He did that to Homer. Well, no, because cause remember, he wasn't even really a person. He was just like an assimilation of bugs and he fell apart. These people have like physical forms. No, not, forms. not Homer. Homer they literally murdered. Oh, and yeah, that guy. And then he got dripped in. So why doesn't he just kill them all? He could eh. easily. Boredom. 
such forced <laughs> angst. Please tell me. That's racist. Just feel it. I have a dream. Yeah, tachyons. You just know that John Carpenter was like reading a book one day, and he's like, "Oh, Tachyon, that sounds cool. Let's put that in this movie. Why not? Why the fuck not?" He read about that the morning he, that he wrote that even, section. Even of the though script. you know it's a seven million year old capsule, hmm. but yet they have ancient Greek writings associated with it, or ancient it, Greek terms and. Well, ancient whatever. Greek, like the, the most, a lot of science terms are based off ancient Greek terms. They're just simulated for what we want them to be. Fair enough. The future. Yeah, Ben. Come on. Well, we got the cards again. All that slide of hand that's going on in the movie. You just know John Carpenter wanted him to do like actual tricks with the cards, but he had no idea how to do them. He was trying every day on set and just couldn't figure it out. Like he's not actually doing anything with the card. No, he's just holding it all weird. He's not even like hiding it very well. He just well. threw it on the ground. My God. <laughs> that dude's mind is literally blown. Someone please, for the love of God, shave the one side of his mustache. I hope it's that way in all the other movies he's in, too. I swear it was better in the one shot, but now it's just... Like, who wouldn't say something? Maybe they just didn't notice or care. Maybe they're like, eh, it's character flaw. This is also a really random one. I love this one. Like, why is he... Like, once again, I like the gag, but I don't get why Satan would bother doing this. It's just John Carpenter has an idea for a cool gag. Is what this yeah. entire movie feels like. Perfect. Feels like a proof of concept for a movie, almost, instead of a coherent movie. Oh, jeez. I just looked up a picture of the dude who has the mustache. Yeah. He's very well known for not having... Like, all his other photos, he doesn't have a mustache, and it's super weird. <laughs> Oh, he's a full beard in this one. Gotcha. Mondays, right? <laughs> yeah. It'll get funny if I say it eventually. M- one of the several times you say it will be entertaining. Well, he really wants to get in there. Mm-hmm.
I see, this, this is random too. He's the only one who starts singing. And yeah. why is he crying? Why why is his behavior so much different from all the others? He's dead. But, I mean, but what, so it what, doesn't matter. What, would, what implies that it would be the sim- similar anyway? There's no rules to make any of this action un. Right, exactly. Founded. There's no rules for any of this. It's just well, yeah. random and stupid. But if it was happening to you in real life, there wouldn't be rules. You'd but there needs confused. to be some sort of internal logic in the movies. Nothing any of these people are doing is coherent. Well, yeah, because they're being controlled. That's like the point. I think the point is they're being incoherent. Like, that's what's consistent about it, is that they're all so acting then, wacky. Well, then it's not a strong concept, then, if that's your basis. Yeah. Satan. It That's that's not how you do a film with an evil creature. Like, with that notion, you could be like, well, Freddy Krueger can just, you know, he could attack you outside of your dreams, even if no one knows who he is, or that's he not could the kill you from the first dream you ever have. Exactly! Well, yeah, because that movie has those rules. So you can't You things. can't have rules be that there's no rules, or if you do that, yes, you, you need can. to execute it absolutely perfectly, because I, otherwise I it becomes a, a jumbled mess job. like this is, where you're confused with how anything's happening. I, or or why I, anything's I, happening, I guess. I, I don't feel what, very what confused whatsoever. happening. I still do not understand how this why this movie confused you so much. I'm not like, saying it confuses me. I'm saying well, that because like. I know that they didn't put a lot of effort into creating cohesion into it. I'm just saying that its lack of cohesion severely hampers this movie for me. See, I don't see. I don't know, that's what I'm saying. I don't see that lack of cohesion when I watch it. You know, it's not something I experience. This to me is like a haunted house. There's a bunch of different jump scares, and none of them are similar in any way. The homeless people are completely different from the bug guy who's completely different from the guy singing Amazing Grace Killing Himself, which is different from the computer girl. It's all just a random assortment of stuff which really doesn't have anything to do with the main concept. It's a bunch of ideas John Carpenter thought was cool, but that doesn't lead to a very convincing or entertaining narrative. It's just a bunch of loose ideas. It's nothing, like I said, that I find to be cohesive. Yeah, I I can see that. For me, for me, a lot of it makes sense. There's like a lot of context and like, like everything that's happening in the movie to me, like seems like it all fits together and it's all coming from the same source. But that seems predicated on the fact of whether or not you can come to terms with the idea that since comes from nonsense and for me based on what makes a successful horror or thriller movie you need to have even when you don't have rules there needs to be rules yeah but i mean i think that's just because if because if you don't have different movies though because if you have if you don't have rules then there's nothing you can really expect or build drama from Mm. and you're just and you're just think to yourself well i mean they can do literally anything that's why I've spent the past 10 minutes going, why yeah. doesn't Satan just do this? Or why doesn't Satan just do that? And there's no real answer because well, ben, but given then, what but we then, have in this when, movie, when you, Satan could do any of those things. Yeah, but when you watch like a James Bond movie, why doesn't the villain just shoot the characters in the head? There's no rules that make those logical fallacies make any more sense. It's a narrative. 
I feel like that's a different scenario. I feel I don't like know. I don't think it at all. You're ba- you're basing this on logic, and like that well, logic because, is completely. You're okay well, with that see, logic not existing in those situations. The difference for me is that in that situation, that's one moment in a movie. Every movie gets one illogical moment. No, what about every know? fight? And, and in every fight in every kung fu movie where all of the dudes standing around the guy just wait. Well, he's because like that's the, the sh- because that's the internal logic of the movie. It goes by the yeah. same consistent rules. And th- this is the this is the internal logic of this movie, but it, there's only one of them. That's right, but I'm saying but that the, the, in this the internal context log- doesn't work. But it, it does based on other similar horror styles, like other but, other things that are similar to it have that same logic. And since I already am used to that logic, the content makes sense because I have that pre-existing knowledge. Which you can view as a negative, but if you already have it, then I think you can actually view this movie in a yeah. very favorable light. If if you if you have the basic knowledge of what constitutes a horror movie, it all makes sense to you. But I'm well, just I saying, what constitutes that a horror movie is just the specific the, type of horror from like a fiction standpoint. I get what you're saying, but I disagree with you, and I'm right. So, no, it's <laughs> not how arguments work, Ben. Discussions. Okay, you're right. I win. Case closed. Boom. I case uh, closed it. He lost yes. it. Uh, no, no takesy backsies. Black magic. You lost. I, I used black magic and no take backsies. So. Okay, I've never heard of that. So I Too just bad. lost the game. I've never heard about you. See, this is the smartest guy of all. I'm just gonna hide. He he just like GTFO'd. His deep voice is pretty freaky. I would give it that. Oh, the the black dude? Yeah. I love his, like, creepy laugh. Like, dying thing. <laughs> I pitched enough, Ben. <laughs> Perfect. Well, you're fucked. (laughs) Mondays, right? Oh, pregnancy. He's just so sad and confused. And he decided from that moment on he was never going to get someone pregnant. Yep. I'm just, I'm just not going to bother with that again. Naturally. Sun will come out. Tomorrow. How tall is that guy? I'll look it up. If it's on the internet. Tell me, Matt, what other films was he in? Here, let me check because there's nothing going on in this movie right now. 
I do I do like the way the movie creates tension though. I think there is a lot of like moments of like just like continued tension. Um, I'm not saying there's not tension. I just don't think it's as successful as it could be. I, I understand why you would think that. Well, his, his his he's known for this movie, the television program Simon and Simon. Wow. Uh, was I he Simon or Simon? Yeah. He was one of the main characters. I think it's like an action drama mystery show. And he was also in the movie Jackals. He played Dave Butcham. He was like he was only successful in the uh, 80s. Oh wow, he hasn't done anything since 2004. Maybe he died and just no one went to check on him. Oh jeez. He, he was in a 1975 TV movie called Crossfire. This man has a very interesting career. Oh, to finish our thought from earlier, uh, John Carpenter was credited as Martin Quartermass for the screenplay oh, yeah. as an homage to Bernard Quartermass. Uh, Quartermass. Yep. who is the lead character of the Quatermass Experiment from 1953. Um, it was also based off an author in a book series. Yes. And the, the, the author was like actually upset that, he, that John Carpenter used it because he didn't want people to think he had anything to do with the movie. Yeah, he despised this movie. Yeah. You know, you know what I put out? Walter, Walter doesn't try to come through on the other side. He doesn't even try to help. Yeah, fuck Walter. He really is like one of the most useless characters. Oh, you'll be fine. What's the worst that could happen? Ooh. Hmm. Poor Donald. Should have used Donald Gleason instead. He has a super good laugh. Yeah, that that that's his one character thing that he was able to do in like, in and when he like auditioned, they were like, "Do something creepy," and he did that laugh. Is that actually true, or are you just making that up? I don't know. What do you think? Because I would, because I, if you said that that was true, I would believe that. Yeah, me too. You're the worst. Thanks, babe. You're welcome. <laughs> Broken legs. Yep. You know, what I don't get is why didn't he just jump over the fence? Like, he could clearly have made that jump. It actually would have been a better fall. Yeah, see, it's not as low, and he would just been standing there scared. I like to imagine wow. him messing People up people in this there. movie acting illogically. I am shocked. Me too. Well, it didn't accomplish much, but both my re- my uh, legs are broken now, so. Yeah, my knees hurt. <laughs> Forever. 
This is like the least charismatic Asian sidekick I've seen in an 80s movie, I gotta say. Have you seen Escape from New York? Because he's in that movie too. Yeah. <sighs> so you got work tomorrow, Ben? What? <laughs> I love this part. Ben, is that, is, is that how you pick up girls on Tinder right there? No. Okay. I use a six, I use a series of expertly placed one-liners. Okay. Well, I mean, that was an expertly placed one-liner, I think. That wasn't a one-liner. It was a joke. And it was only one it's line. It's a joke. It's not a one-liner. I don't Your do jokes. I only jokes. do one-liners because I'm not funny. Uh, Yeah. Okay. You're not wrong. One nine. I'm sure he's just sleeping in the like against the wall. See, even she's bored. I wonder if anyone else notices like the congregation of homeless people. Well, see, because remember that they they just cut back to the outside of the front, and all the barricades and all the homeless people were gone. Yeah, I know. I'm saying, I wonder if anyone else notices. No, it's LA, dude. They're mean streets. Yeah, it's LA. No one is on any of the streets in LA. No. I mean, honestly, with the amount of weird shit you, you probably see in LA, I'm sure you wouldn't. If a bunch of like homeless people were congregating near a weird church, you wouldn't say shit. Uh, actually, yes. Yes, you yes, you probably would. You probably wouldn't. You'd probably like take a picture and send it to us. It would be somewhere. If someone would say something at a certain point. Yeah, but who would listen? That's the thing. Like, would anyone care? Probably not. They'd be like, oh, those homeless people are weird. Probably crazy. Who cares about this relationship right now? I'm not... Did his mustache on the one side get longer? It did. It did. It's It's like full-on lopsided there. There's like an inch of space. Okay, see what's going on here. Like, Come on. This dude's had his hand in front of that mirror for about 15, 20 minutes, I think. Would you fuck me? I'd fuck, I'd fuck me. me. I'd fuck me hard. I made that joke the other day to somebody. I hadn't seen the movie. Oh, how'd that go? <laughs> it was really awkward. They were just like confused and then really, con- then really concerned. I, I will say the conversation did start about out, out about talking about tucking, so I didn't really think that going that direction was really going to push it too far. About cupping? Uh, um, not cupping. Um, tucking. Oh, tucking. Mm-hmm. Oh, tucking. I sort of wanted to learn how to tuck. How do you not know how? I've I've just never done it. Well, you should do it tonight. Do it right now. Get your mind out of the gutter. I don't know what's going on with you. You've never had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and you've never, you've never uh, tucked it. Ooh. 
très simple. Hello? Hi. <laughs> Mondays, right? <laughs> this is the first time he's been a scientist this whole movie. Is this the first time he's mentioned that when you've been able to see those changes on her for the past like two hours? I like it. I like that. I think it's implied that he's been like relaying information to them, but only slightly. See, I disagree because he just explained the whole situation very poorly. I think Walter's just an idiot. I think they're all just an idiot. <laughs> see, see, this far in, and this is the first time they've mentioned, oh, by the way, she has the mark of Satan on her arm. I mean, she noticed. And just <laughs> didn't figure, like, uh yeah. But Ben, he has to go to the bathroom. I'll mention it later. Yeah. There's been a lot going on. Why are you doing this out loud? Wait, okay, why? Why is he now reading the Bible after all of the like the shit they found out about it all just being aliens? Because Matt, there's no rules. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I get it. Donald Pleasance. More like Donald Unpleasance. <laughs> See, he's reacting to my joke. I am. I feel like him. That should be... I'm surprised that's not a gif. <laughs> Just him like... Ah. I sure say I'm, I'm surprised it's not a gif peanut butter. Wow. I still can't stand it. Still deteriorating. Oh. Well, it's like Voldemort. Oh, see, she's happy. That's nice. Hello, Daddy. I'm coming for you. It's all just so random. She's goopy. So we've almost we've almost seen um, as much of the movie as is in the trailer, but not yet. Almost. We still we have need more get through information. The, we need we need to get through the last scene first, and then we'll have seen everything. Oh, there we go. With extra footage. There's actual. Yeah, extra yeah the trailer footage. actually goes longer. <laughs> How fucked is that? When I first saw that trailer, I was astonished. <laughs> Did you see it before or after you saw the after. movie? I was, I, I was, think, I think it's in the commentary, but John Carpenter talks about how like w- weirdly edited it is. I, oh no, I was reading, I was reading about it, and they were talking about how, um, the movie tries to make like, when they edit it for t- when they edit the movie for TV. It mm-hmm. starts with the dude with the mustache falling asleep. As it if starts like, with him where? Falling asleep. Like the whole mo- and then they have him wake up at the end, like it's an all dream. That's so weird. 
Well, yeah, and that, that, they, they it completely changes the idea of the movie. Yeah, but that's that's how it was edited for TV. They tried to get him to edit it that way. Cuz we like the after he had like full creative control and he was like, "Hey, air this." And they were like, "Uh, how about no? But if we do, we edit it this way." I sort of wonder how that impacts the viewing experience of the movie. For I've like I've watched like the like recreation of, like the, the like a video of it and it just makes the movie look really like it's even less satisfying of an ending. I, I really appreciate the lack of sound effects when the lights go out. That really makes See, it so much look, more impactful. Look, he he helped for the first time, and he's already halfway through the wall. What is happening with this young child named Walter? He's done this before. I like to imagine that's like a callback to Escape from New York. Don't. I will get you. Like it wasn't even that much liquid. Gotcha, bitch. Strange there, but okay. So see, here's another thing that doesn't make sense. He dies... He gets green goop in him, and he's alive. So why does stabbing him again with a small pencil kill him? I mean, it, w- it was a chopstick then? So your ballot's now in, our, in, in invalid. Well, he's still sad. See, look, he's crying too, like the other guy was. But see, there's so much opportunity to do more here. Like, you could have had all these people who become influenced exhibit some sort of uh, bad trait in a person or, like, one of their worst traits. Oh, that sounds so schlocky. That sounds more schlocky than this movie. It's better than them having random moods for no discernible reason. Eh, I prefer prefer this kind of, like, chaotic aspect more so than I would, like, a really generic storyline like that. That sounds like more generic than some of the shit that's in this movie. I I disagree because I feel well. I mean, everything's generic if you boil it down enough. But yeah, wow, no, but that, that is a pr- really lame brick. <laughs> Those are made out of sponge. <laughs> she just she keeps I, I don't know how to feel about that. That's that that's about as good I as look the dialogue. Beautiful. The <laughs> it's not working. Yeah, there's no blood yet. I like how you can clearly tell it's a guy, too. It's like a guy actor. I wish there was a Wilhelm scream there. (laughs) I'm going to take a peek. Ooh, Mercury. Mm, Mercury, Mercury, Mercury. Yummy, 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 yummy. I actually can't remember what they what they did for this shot. I mean, there's one shot in particular where it's obvious. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, at one point, it's clearly water, too. Fuck this. <sighs> Who's masturbating? <sighs> <sighs> oh. 
ASMR. Oh, yeah. Mm. He's really mm. bad at hiding. <laughs> like there's nothing even to say at this point it's just sort of happening like donald pleasance has been hanging out there for forever he's done nothing he was why is he aloud. even still why is he even still alive because he's hiding and he's a plot device it's not plot device if you don't do anything he, what if he does? He has a very important role coming up. See, look, Ben, if he if he wasn't here to do the scene that... We, oh, we can talk about it. It was in the trailer. If he wasn't here to throw the axe at the, uh, the mirror, who else would? Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I like how... That was just randomly edited in to, like, fill that Yeah, right? Hole. It's like, oh, shit, where did he go? Uh, hey, can you backflip out this window? Thanks, bud. <laughs> There's a sledgehammer, an axe, and a broom next to each other. That's the mercury shot right there. Yeah. They poured out of a camera. And then that's water. Yep, this is clearly water. This is a really cool, like, effect. Clearly. Clearly water. But what else would it be? Your mom. No. Why would you talk aloud? That's his... <laughs> Oops. I like using the natural sound effects to make it sound increasingly awkward. <laughs> I want to watch this movie with no music. Couldn't be much worse. I think it'd be much better. I like how she regrew an arm, but she can't regrow her head. Yeah, like the movie lacks internal logic, and this is just John Carpenter trying to do a bunch of shit he thinks looks cool. Well, tr tr well, thinking about though, that's the same with Wolverine. Wolverine can get his arm cut off, but like if he gets his head cut off, he has to put it back on. Nope, he's just. Oh, okay. He's he's sort of alive still. Fine. That was totally like a haunted house. I I still don't like how they worked with it, but <laughs> at least they're sort of addressing it. Yeah, a, a little. He has a really thick arm. Hey, Matt, real quick, I really can't hear you at all. I said he has a really thick arm. Can you hear me now? Yeah. <laughs> and nervous breakdown. Oh, my God. Are you going to go in the fucking mirror or not? Jesus Christ. I like how you can clearly see the little, like, hole in the mirror. Yeah. Rawr! She had no reason to have to dive into that window. Yeah. 
There was no reason. I just want to point out the the mirror, the the way the axe hits the mirror is completely inaccurate, like different from the angle he threw it from. Also, like, why wouldn't the axe go through? I mean, I get the idea that she was touching the demon who sort of made it liquidy. Yeah, no, they're the the. But it it seems sort of screwy. Imagine how funny it would have been if the scene just the axe just fly. That's in the trailer. Why is that that exact shot is in the trailer? <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah, probably the best trailer of all time. Oh, okay, there's it's nighttime again. When did that happen? Yeah, it was morning. What about an hour ago? I think unless like twelve hours have passed in the past in the last like twenty minutes. See, he's smart. Good for him. You know, no one's going to report that these people are dead. That'll never happen. Think of how fucked up his life's going to be. He's not going to be able to make any money off that. Well, that's all horror movies. It's like, yeah, this demon killed all my friends, but I stopped him. Don't worry. Oh, it's daytime again. I like how the one dude just left. What the fuck? How, did the, how does that work? Oh, he's back. Oh, did he go and get the cops? How much time did they spend? Okay, this is accurate. That dude would be, like, latched up. You didn't stop shit. That's what I was thinking. You probably helped it. Yeah, he doesn't know any better. I like I like how they just waited until he made that had like dramatic last line before they pushed him out, not because he like asked to leave, just because they like Right, they're like, you know, he's probably done here. Yeah. But she was my girlfriend. Sorta. I'm going to have to work a whole nother week and use my magic tricks to get another girl to like me. Or tell her I don't really like her. I do like this, how like it slowly reveals more and more. Yeah, yeah I sort of don't like... I. I wish that the figure the entire time was her. Yeah, instead of like the weird like crescent creature. Yeah, just because I feel like that becomes a loose end then. True. I I like, mean, I don't necessarily a... hate that they've changed the future. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's actually pretty be, interesting. It could just be my Terminator influences getting to me, but... Yeah, maybe. That hair. That's pretty creepy. I like how it's just him having filmed something on VHS then filmed it again. So yeah, see in, in the in the in the T V cut of the movie, it's implied that he was asleep the whole movie. Right. I guess that makes sense to not piss off religious people as much. True. Because it's like, oh, this was just a dream. I like the supernova poster behind him. Mm. Alright. Here we go. Time to finally catch up with the trailer. Oh, my mustache. 
This one side's wait, wait, longer wait, than the even? other. Oh, they hide it. And let's finally catch up. Finally catch up. And, and, credits. I really don't like this movie. <laughs> I can tell. Like, there's bits of it I like. There's individual Parts. moments in the movie that I like. But it's constructed in such a haphazard way that when I quoted John Carpenter and he said it's all mumbo jumbo anyway it's just a horror movie that's how the movie comes across to me as just a bunch of sort of cool moments thrown together without a lot of care put into it yeah I see that I think it's just a really good quality interesting horror movie that's like well directed and it like took a different direction with what it was doing well if it was well directed the acting would be better but um, it was I, I mean, no, movie. I I get what you're saying. It's I can understand like I why think people I, I, like it, but I also think that because it's a Carpenter film, it gets more leeway. Yeah, I think true. if you had, I think Matt, if you watch this movie and it was, you know, John Sanders as the director, I think you'd be a little harsher on it. Maybe, yeah. I mean, it, it's hard to say. I, I it is it is in my opinion you know not to like show my hand here the worst of the three thank god yeah like <laughs> thank god Ooh, i mean your, Ward your Welton opinion, was the paint foreman your your opinion might be different but we'll find out i really i i legitimately like the next movie a lot i i think this movie the uh prince of darkness is good i i think the themes are good i like it it's not the best for regard it's not my top 10 at all but good Franzi Franco is one of the photographic doubling people Hmm. alright well just to kind of wrap everything up I hope you all enjoyed that that was in that was Prince of Darkness it's a great movie I like it Ben doesn't but in the long run this episode is too long Heavenly Puss is is one of the songs from this alright well, Ben, this is Heavenly the end of the episode. Plus, my name's Matt. Recording you can find me at Doctor Gore Wizard on Twitter, at Doctor Gore Wizard on Instagram, and you can follow us on SoundCloud. And you can hit us up, Ben. What's your information? Yep, uh, at B Tucker Torch on Twitter. Um, we are at SoundCloud.com/slash Festival of Findings. He's been Matt. I've been me. Next week, we take a the deepest of dives into the final film in John Carpenter's Apocalypse Trilogy. We are going to take a look at In the Mouth of Madness. Please pray for me that it's better than <laughs> this was. I'm so uh, excited. We will see you next time for In the Mouth of Madness. Matt, cue the funky ass zombie techno music
three. Take a bite of this cookie. What type of cookie is that, Matt? It's a, it's a dark chocolate biscuit. Oh. Swerved. Yeah. Swiss dark chocolate. Let's go. Is, is this going to be the token of the week? You chewing into something and me putting in the post credits? This is someone's fetish, you know. I was just thinking the exact same thing. Is this some ASMR shit for you? I'm slowly removing my jacket. Oh, I feel so good. <laughs> I'm gonna turn out the lights. Mmm. Yeah. <laughs> Cupping myself.